Thank you for tuning in to the 107th episode of Barbershop Sports Talk. Wherever you are, however you may be listening, I want to thank you for making me and this show part of your day, whether it be via Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, Apple. Appreciate the listen. Host, Daryl D. Lane. Got a lot of stuff to talk about. Going to have Silas Garrison on. Going to talk a little bit of NBA, NFL with Silas. Uh, as per usual, when we have Silas on the show. So we're going to have Silas on about 10 to 12 minutes. Also, this podcast is going to be a little bit shorter than usual. We'll be probably back to our regular time about an hour for the Wednesday episode. Now, here's where I want to start. Uh, New England Patriots, they beat the Cleveland Browns. Bill Belichick's thir- 300th win. 300th win, right? New England Patriots, they're undefeated. They're 8-0. And lots of people have been talking about on all these different sports media platforms, right? Who deserves more credit, Brady or Belichick? And it's really interesting, too, because last week there were reports, and Adam Schefter, a very accredited reporter for ESPN, very plugged in, says that, you know, Tom Brady could potentially be leaving New England. He could be potentially leaving Foxborough, Right? And it's a lesson to everybody out there, right? So much, right? Belichick, 300th win. New England Patriots, undefeated. Tom Brady could not be the quarterback next year. And here's something that Belichick, you know, as cold-hearted as he might be, is always thinking about the future as he is, because it is smart to think about the future. But here's also something I think Bill Belichick should think about. It. And it's something that I think we all lose track of. Remember what you were before that good thing came into your life. Remember what you were before you truly became successful. There's a saying, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Bill Belichick tried to get rid of Tom Brady a couple years ago. It turned out Bill Belichick was wrong. You want to know why? They went to the Super Bowl and lost a high-scoring game against the Philadelphia Eagles. They went to the Super Bowl again. Lost. Uh, excuse me. They won against the Los Angeles Rams. Right? They're undefeated right now. So what makes you think that Tom Brady can't do the job? He can't get it done next year. As consistent as the Patriots have been, as dynastic as this team has been under Bill Belichick, six Super Bowl rings, right? Really impressive. We'll never be matched in NFL history in all likelihood, but, and it's also fitting, Belichick's 300th win as a coach came against Cleveland, the team he used to coach before the Patriots. Belichick got fired from Cleveland. He had a losing record. There was a time when Belichick wasn't this defensive mastermind, this, this head coaching mastermind that everybody was in awe of. And everybody was trying to beat. He was just your regular Joe. So just because Bill Belichick's had all this success without, with Tom Brady, it doesn't mean that now we can have this success without Tom Brady. 
Never take for granted what you have in the moment. Because there's not always greener pastures on the other side of the fence. And people take that for granted. Before you cut off anybody in your life, remember, good friends don't come around often. I don't have a lot of people that I consider necessarily friends. People that you truly enjoy and love don't come around very often. Be careful before you cut them out of your life. Think long and hard. Because it's not easy to replace people. You want to know what? If you get divorced in a marriage, chances are in your second marriage, you're going to get divorced. Just don't think because you're getting rid of somebody, just because you're getting rid of something, that means things will automatically be better. Because that's not guaranteed. The New England Patriots backup quarterback is Jared Stidham. Jared Stidham was a middle round pick, middle round draft pick for a reason. Because while he has talent, he has issues that he needs to work on and he's a developmental quarterback. It's not guaranteed that Jared Stidham could be the heir to Brady's throne. That's not guaranteed. And at 42 years old, at Brady's age, he is still arguably the best quarterback in the NFL. In my opinion, he's a top five for sure. I'd say Brady, Mahomes, Rodgers. And Mahomes is hurt right now. And Tom Brady in the postseason? Whom, who scares you more? on a last second drive than Tom Brady. Nobody. Very important to remember that. Before you make change, before you cut something off, remember, where were you before that? Grass isn't always greener on the other side. Now, this is also what I do want to talk about, right? The Golden State Warriors got blown out by the Oklahoma City Thunder, and it's really interesting because Oklahoma City, right? They trade Russell Westbrook out to the Houston Rockets. Everybody's, they only have Chris Paul, uh, Shea Gildas-Alexander. You know, the, the Thunder are supposed to be tanking. They're not supposed to be a very good team. And the Warriors, they've been to five straight NBA Finals. And the Warriors suck right now. Draymond Green said it himself. Steph Curry isn't seeming to be elevating this team. My prediction, my NBA prediction for the Warriors, for Steph Curry, was that Steph Curry would be able to have an MVP caliber campaign, turn back the clock to that 2016 unanimous MVP year. And that's not happening right now. Right? Not happening right now. And it goes back to what I said about Brady and Belichick when Belichick needs to remember. Remember when Draymond said? Remember when Draymond Green said? We don't need you, Katie. We won before you. KD's laughing. <laughs> KD's laughing. It's always ironic, right? Always ironic. And you know what's also? Be humble when you're winning. Be humble when you're winning. Because a lesson to be learned in sports and life, especially sports, you never end your career with a win. More times than not. Most people do not end the last game they played with a win. They don't. Go back to Pee Wee, uh, middle school, JV, freshman, uh, high school, college, professional, semi-pro, other leagues, right? You do not usually end the last game of your career with a win. No matter what the sport is, you don't usually. In fact, the fairy tale endings of players like Ray Lewis, Baltimore Ravens, right, goes out with the Super Bowl. That doesn't happen very often. If Peyton Manning goes out with a Super Bowl, that does not happen very often. Michael Jordan hitting the pose, right? 
against Utah Jazz, it doesn't happen very often. So be humble when you're on top. Be humble when you're winning. And Draymond Green and the Warriors and Steph Curry from throwing the mouth guards to Draymond Green screaming at people. It creates a lot of animosity and it's the reason why a lot of people don't like the Golden State Warriors. And now Kevin Durant's gone. He's with Brooklyn. Klay Thompson tore his ACL and is assuredly almost gone for the whole season. D'Angelo Russell isn't picking up the slack right now. I believe he fouled out of the game. Always remember when you're on top and you're the big, and you're the big man on campus. Always said this about Draymond. I remember when Draymond was talking smack when the Cleveland Cavaliers were undermanned in the NBA Finals a couple years ago, 2018, I believe. And Draymond screwed after they win, after LeBron James drops 50 on Draymond's head. And then they win because J.R. Smith has that debacle. And Draymond Green's flexing like he did something. No, bruh. You had Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, and Klay Thompson. And LeBron James had Richard Jefferson and a bag of peanuts. Remember, be humble when you're winning. Be humble when you're on top. Be humble when you're king. Be humble when you have next. Because eventually you will not be on top. And when you are no longer on top, people will feast on you. Patrick Beverly, after the Clippers blew up the Warriors. Y'all can't cheat no more. Y'all can't cheat no more. Patrick Beverly last year, he's like, I'm checking this seven-footer Kevin Durant. Now I get the guard Steph Curry, that little, that, that little itty-bitty tiny guy. Remember, very important lesson in sports. Now, cut him next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. going to have Silas Garrison on the show. Cut him next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. Back with Barbershop Sports. We have Silas Garrison with us. Silas, how are you doing, Silas? I'm good. I'm good. Now, 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 now Silas, you were kind of taking me to task a little bit before the show started. And you made a very bold prediction about how you think the Lakers and the Clippers series is going to end in the postseason. And I just want to get you on record so everybody, so America can hear you. Silas, how many games will the Lakers win against the Clippers? The Lakers are winning in five. Oh my gosh, Silas. No more than six. No more than six. He's hands down. Five or six. Hard to win. Are you gonna give me a chance to just are you gonna give me a chance to justify my point? Uh, please justify, please, please, Silas. So what America hasn't paid attention to is the fact that Kyle Kuzma did not play in that game on Tuesday, nor did our starting point guard in Rajon Rondo, nor did Boogie Cousins. And they're saying that if the Lakers make it to the, to the Western Conference Finals, there's a potential to have Boogie Cousins back. Obviously, Rajon Rondo and Kyle Kuzma will be back. So we were missing potentially three individuals who could have made a significant impact in that game. Likewise, the only player that the Clippers were missing was Paul George, who is obviously a great player. But understand, I believe that the Lakers, in my opinion, they have a deeper team. They have a better team. If you notice, the thing that beat the the Lakers was the bench points. And if we put Danny Green on the bench because we start Kyle Kuzma, that's going to be great for us. We're probably going to have 20 points from him off the bench. Or if 
we start Kyle Kuzma, or if we start Danny Green, and then we put Kyle Kuzma on the bench. You already know what he does when he has the ball. I would actually rather have Kyle Kuzma come off the bench because we're going to get a lot of those bench points. And I think he might challenge uh, Lou Williams for sixth man of the year. So, as far as I'm concerned, the bench Whoa. is going to be even out. And that's the thing that we missed. The starters for the Lakers actually outplayed the starters for the Clippers. It was when they went to the bench and outscored them by 60 points. I don't think that will happen if you have Kyle Kuzma and praying to God that we have Boogie. If we have Boogie, it ends in five. If we don't have Boogie, it ends in six. Oh, my God. First of all, listen. <laughs> I don't even think the Lakers are going to make it to the conference final, Silas. Just to let you know where my head's at right now. So we won't even get to see Boogie. Now, Silas, tell me this. Who wins in the Western Conference Finals, the Clippers or the Rockets? The Clippers or the Rockets? <laughs> well, number one, Daryl, I think you need to lay off the drugs if you think that the Lakers are going to the Western Conference Finals with Anthony Davis and LeBron James. But I would say then, yes, the Clippers would definitely end up winning that game. I well, like well, the way how the Clippers match up, and I think they would be able to have a lot of defense. I think that the, I think that the Rockets would play through James Harden, um, and they would tire out Russell, Russell Westbrook, and then, well, not really tire him out, but get him tired to the point where he would then turn from a scorer to a facilitator and unless those two drop 50 a night I just don't see them beating that deep of a team in the Clippers well, well Silas can, can you please tell me this Silas uh, how many Western Conference Finals has Anthony Davis been to in his career how many finals has Paul George been to in his career I said Western Conference I said Conference Finals I'm talking about Conference Finals you know, I do, you know what? He hasn't been to any. You're absolutely right. But it's crazy because I do remember Paul George making it to a Western Conference Final. Actually, wait. Did they make it to a Western Conference Final? It's so hard for me to remember because I know the end was Oh, oh, oh no, no, no. He didn't make it to a Western LeBron beating the dog mess out of him every single time. Oh, oh are, are you talking time. about when the Pacers took the Miami Heat to seven games, Silas? Are you talking about one isolated incident? I think you are. Are you going to mention the other five times when they absolutely beat the mesh out of them? Hey, hey. Paul, Paul George has been to a conference okay. finals. That, that's, AD's on, never on, been to a conference final. Hold on. Hold on. You're talking about revisionist history, but this is ridiculous. That, that year where they took the Pacers, if you recall, Paul George wasn't even on that team. What? Yeah. He wasn't. When the... Are you talking about when they took the Miami Heat? I think you're talking about Cleveland. No, I'm talking about the Heat. Uh, oh, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, LeBron <laughs> hung 40 in, the, in, in Game 7. Or it was close to like 40, or like a 30-point triple-double or something like that. Yeah, either way, I can't remember Paul George ever getting to a Finals, primarily because he ran up against LeBron every time. But, it does, but there's no shame in losing to LeBron, right? Because that happens every time to everybody. You know that. <laughs> hey, 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 Ka Kawhi slain that dragon, Kawhi slain that dragon, hasn't he? Hasn't Kawhi slain that dragon? I wouldn't say that he slain, <clears throat> I wouldn't say that he's, that he was, that he specifically slain that dragon, I would also, well, you could say that, I could also say that LeBron slain his dragon, do you recall when he beat him too? So they're one and, so we got one and one, we're one and one. Oh my goodness. We're one v one, okay, Silas, okay, Silas. It's one one. Isn't it 1-1? Yes, it is. Okay, then. So then, this, in my opinion, this one decides it all. But here's the thing. I want, and I don't want you nor America to get uh, carried away with one thing right here. It is not LeBron James versus Kawhi Leonard. It's the Lakers versus the Clippers. 
And I think, that, and I'm not going to get sucked in into a conversation of debating LeBron James or Kawhi Leonard. At the end of the day, it's not going to come down to those two. See, because there's superstars on each team that can even each other out and level the playing field. At the end of the day, it's going to come down to the bench, and it's going to come down to defense. And I and, and so far, you're right. Everybody says that the Clippers have a better defense. I want to see that when it's crunch time. I don't believe that you're going to be able to keep LeBron James out of the paint when Rondo is playing point guard. And I don't believe you're going to be able to stop Anthony Davis when he's at power forward. I just do not see it. Last night, or Tuesday, excuse me, was not a good, really, ideal of what you're going to see in things to come. Now, they play on my birthday. They play on Christmas. So I, we're going to get a very good sample size, and I guarantee those games will be different. Maybe that doesn't even mean that the Lakers win. But I'm saying it's the, it's the first start of the NBA season. Let's keep in mind that the Lakers, that was their first time as a team playing together, especially without Rajon Rondo, because they were used to having him during all of preseason. They did not have him. They've only had preseason. The Clippers have had years on end to be together. This group has been together, and they only had to put Kawhi Leonard in. The number two, number three, or many people would say the number one player in the world. Anytime you put Kawhi into a system, you're never going to go wrong. So let's be realistic and contextualize this. Yes, they won, but the Lakers have more to uh, settle into than the Clippers ever did. Okay. And we were missing more players. Silas, if there is one man on planet Earth that can shut down LeBron James. Would it not be Kawhi? I would absolutely say that. I would say that if you're talking about 18, 8, and 9 as shutting down, I would say that that doesn't really sound like shutting down. That sounds like you're more containing him. Because if he puts his foot on the gas anymore, anymore, he probably goes for 30. Now, would you be saying the same thing if he had 38 and 9? Absolutely not. Now, Pat, now let's say LeBron had scored 12 more points. Would we be having this conversation? We would not. Oh, okay, but Silas. I, I think I oh, okay. to this. Now, 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 remember what Kawhi Leonard did to uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, the MVP? What, what happened after the Bucks were up 2-0 and then Kawhi started checking Giannis? Can you please tell me why you are comparing Giannis Antetokounmpo and LeBron? Hey, hey Giannis is the MVP. LeBron was an MVP. I, I'm just so confused. Okay, and you and I both know that just because you win an MVP does not mean you are the, the best player. That means you have the best season. Okay, now Silas, I just want to get this on record right now so that everybody's listening right now. So we have a bet going. I have the Clippers winning the championship. Silas has the Lakers. And w now, to Silas, tell me the parameters of the bet. So how are we going to do this? So whoever uh, wins the bet... Um, that person is in charge of paying for uh, the hotel in which we stay in. And whoever uh, loses the bet has to pay for the plane ticket to go, to go to the parade. So basically the bet is, um, no matter what, whoever, whichever team wins, we're going to the parade. But if you lose the bet, you have to pay for the plane ticket. If you win the bet, all you have to do is pay for the hotel. Okay, Silas, I look forward to winning that. So, so Silas, I, I want to know, what's your face going to be like when the Lakers don't make it to the conference finals? If the, if the Lakers, I can't even envision the Lakers not making it to the Western Conference Finals. Um, I, I, I want to say at this point, America right now, uh, I need you to understand something, that this is what we call a biased podcast, which is what Daryl Lane is contributing right now. Very unbiased. Um, I, 
I will I will concede to your point. If the Lakers do not make the Western Conference Finals, I would be very sad. But have you ever known LeBron James to have a superstar like Anthony Davis? You have not. And would you be surprised too if they didn't make the Western Conference Finals? Absolutely. Let me tell you what this is all about. Yeah, Dwayne Wade. People are used to seeing LeBron James be amazing. And because for the first time we haven't seen LeBron James in a final, we are overreacting. This is recency bias at its best. Sooner or later, we're going to have to recognize that LeBron James is still on the throne. I anticipate him winning two more championships. And it's not even a matter of LeBron anymore. It's the fact of the matter that his team is so studdish and that he has such a good team around him that I anticipate that happening. It's not really what LeBron's going to do, but it's the team in which he had. LeBron has never had a team like this ever. Now, Sus, I do want to ask... I will admit, I, hold on, I will admit this, Daryl. I will admit I was upset at LeBron. LeBron did not play as good as a game as I wanted him to. I will be the first one to admit that. I thought LeBron was going to go right at Kawhi Leonard, but I noticed as a, as a point guard, all he wanted to do was pass the ball. If you notice, LeBron James said, I'm gonna take a step back this year. And I was so confused when he said that, because we were all like, you never really, you never shot enough. We were all mad that you don't shoot enough. What do you mean by taking a step back? So I was very angry with that too. I believe that. Uh, Frank Vogel is going to have him off the ball. He's going to be running. He's going to be running the wing. He's going to be out ripping and running, which is where LeBron is at his best. And I think he's going to start posting up in the paint. If LeBron James just sits his butt down on the block and gets the ball down there, does that fadeaway, and then bumps into people and then dominates the paint like we know he can, along with Anthony Davis, I'm telling you right now, it's Lakers of five. <laughs> Silence. I love it, Silence. Okay, now, Silas, here's what I do want to ask you. Uh, recently, um, Tom Brady made some comments about how, you know, his time with New England could be coming sooner or later. Adam Schefter even reported that, you know, Brady, his house is up for sale. Uh, I think he's looking around at different markets. This could potentially be Tom Brady's last year in New England. And here's my question to you. One, and it's a two-part question. One, do you think this will be Tom Brady's last year in New England? And two, do you think that maybe that Bill Belichick doesn't appreciate what he has? Because you want to know what, while he might be able to find another quarterback and win, you know, changes are that quarterback won't be as good as Tom Brady. So, so do you think that Bill Belichick is kind of missing the big picture? Um... I, number one, let me say this. I think Tom Brady is definitely playing another season. Uh, in New England? I do. No, not in New England. I think he's coming back next season. I still think he's playing another season in um, New England. I think he was preparing for life after uh, after New England. Notice this. Um, excuse me. You and I both know nobody's trying to sell their house well, yeah, actually, let's contextualize this. Anytime you have the arguably the best quarterback in history selling his house during the football season, what does that tell you? It means that he's trying to get his butt up out of there. And that's obvious. So, no, look, it, Tom Brady will not be back for the next season. Um, and also, the person who is his personal trainer has, is... Uh, he has his house up for sale too. So obviously they're making shop somewhere else. In terms of Bill Belichick, I think Bill Belichick, as sad as it is, does everything exactly right. Um, he doesn't get involved in personal affairs. So typically we know that is true in most cases. 
but there is one exception, and that's the best coach of all time in Bill Belichick. And he recognizes that he can't build that relationship because at some point he's going to have to let go of somebody. And if you recall, um, uh, a year ago, he was trying to get, or two years ago, I believe he was trying to get rid of Tom Brady and keep Jimmy Garoppolo. And obviously, um, the owner had, you know, uh, had put a, I put his foot down on that and ended up having him trade Jimmy Garoppolo for, for peanuts. <laughs> you know what I mean? You see what they're doing right now. So, um, I, I hear you. I, I get it. And I understand the narrow-minded individuals who have never played, uh, you know, a sport like football, especially at that level, why people would think that he just doesn't appreciate Tom Brady. It's not that he doesn't appreciate him. He just recognizes that at the end of the day, it's about a business. And you can have locker rooms that say they're about a family as much as they want. But I think what you're seeing in New England is the sad part of football is that it's actually a business. And no matter, you know this, there are different business decisions that we have to make. And I think right now, Tom Brady's trying to make that business decision before Bill Belichick makes it for him. But here's the thing, Silas, and you know this, Silas. The grass isn't always greener on the other side. Just because you get rid of Tom Brady doesn't mean you're heading towards better or fresher pastures. It doesn't mean that. In fact, it can mean that you're going towards the unknown. And the chances are that quarterback won't be better than Tom Brady. Right, and I agree. I think you, I, but we have to understand one thing. Um, Tom Brady is not a spring chicken anymore. And they can easily give Tom Brady uh, a, a, you know, a year-to-year contract. But at the end of the day, that's just, that's not what Tom Brady wants. I, they're not trying to get rid Let's be real. They're not saying Tom Brady will push you out the back door. It's, but every, but Tom Brady is in uncharted territory. So everything that he's doing right now has never been done before. We've never seen people win championships in football, quarterbacking uh, at this high of a level, this, at this age. So what they're doing is, in my opinion, is smart. If Tom Brady has one more injury, you know what that means? It means that we're done. So they don't want to, so what, and it means that he's done too, so they don't want to invest so much money in a person who's 41 years old, because he might be saying, oh, I might want to play three more years. Yeah, but three more years when you're 41 could turn into one year very quickly. It's not like saying, like, oh, I'm 25 and I want to be here until I'm 30. Okay, well, then we'll sign you to a five-year contract. Because he's older, they're playing that into effect, and they're saying, Let's just do this on a year-to-year basis. Tom Brady doesn't want to do that because he's like, well, I don't want a year-to-year contract because I want to make my money and I want my guaranteed money. And at the end of the day, I get where Tom Brady's coming from. So Tom Brady is making the right decision. He's saying, if you guys won't pay me this, somebody else will and I'm going to leave. Okay, that's fine. But but here's... Bill Belichick is saying the exact same thing. Look, if you don't like it, get out the door. And I think they're both coming to this point. But here's also my thing, and here's what also I'm going to say about this. We talk about Bill Belichick's never wrong, right? Here's what I'm going to say. Bill Belichick was in Cleveland. He was a losing coach in Cleveland. Bill Belichick was in New England. The Patriots were not winning when they had Drew Bledsoe, and it was not till Drew Bledsoe got hurt and Brady came in that Bill Belichick became what we know now. People, people need to remember that. And I also want to say this, Silas, and I think this is important to remember. Yes, Bill Belichick tried to get rid of Tom Brady two years ago uh, to get Jimmy Garoppolo. But you want to know what Tom Brady's done in those two years? Went to a Super Bowl and lost the Eagles. Played great. And he won a Super Bowl against the Los Angeles Rams. So you want to know what? 
Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't going to be better than Brady those two years. And chances are, Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't outgun Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. Right? Okay, well, it's finished. He didn't outgun Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. If you recall, they should have never won that game. Oh, because of the... Because Reggie Ragland did. Because, come on, let's keep it a buck. Let's keep it a buck. We remember what happened. They should have never went to the Super Bowl, and they should have never won that, that Super Bowl either because they should have never went. Let's, well, come on. Let's not do revisionist history. Let's just call it how it is. I wasn't going to bring that up, but you did. Okay, does, does Jimmy Garoppolo have that, have that double-digit comeback win against that Jacksonville Jaguars defense? Huh? And the ja- when they play the Jaguars in the AFC Championship game. Oh, come on, dude. The Jaguars. Does Garoppolo do that? Does Garoppolo Jack. do that? It's the Jags. It's the Jags. They were in the champion. They were in the AFC Championship game, Silas. Yeah, yeah. Because they, because they faced a, a terrible Bills team. Okay. Was it, wait, was it that year? Yes, it was. was they beat the Bills. They beat the Bills in the wild card round, and then they beat the Steelers in the divisional round. Exactly. Yes. Yep. You're right. So no, I, I'm not hearing that. I'm sorry. Um, I will say this: Tom Brady is a very good quarterback. I'm not. I'm not. Nobody's. Nobody's disputing that. I'm saying at the age that he's at now, you're talking about what Tom Brady was. People are talking about what Tom Brady was. What Tom Brady did against the Eagles. Is he going to be the same player this year? We're talking about when he outgunned Patrick Mahomes. Is he going to be that this year? And see, with age, it always brings up more questions. How good are you going to be for a substantial period of time? And if you can't do that, we don't want to obviously move on from you. That's why Tom Brady, at this age, he has to be on a year-to-year contract. Now, what would it look like? How foolish would it look? giving Tom Brady a four-year contract right now. He gets hurt, and then he only plays out two years of that contract, and then you still have to pay him the guaranteed money. That doesn't make any sense. It's unintelligent. But what Tom Brady's Brady's like is, you know what, I want to test myself on the market, and then see if people would actually pick me up, and then give me a guaranteed contract, which somebody probably will, because in this league, 32 teams, somebody's going to pick up Tom Brady, and somebody's going to be the sucker who appeases to what he wants to do. And, get, and giving him that money. I, 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 I'm inclined to think that they will lose in the long end because you're pretty much betting against Father Time and all the greats lose to Father Time. So I don't really think economically it makes that much sense, but for somebody in a town in a city who's desperate for winning, they will absolutely do that. Now, Josh Gordon uh, was placed on IR, and I believe he's being released now by the New England Patriots. I heard a story on Twitter. I don't know if this is true yet. yet. Uh, I haven't heard about it. I haven't been able to confirm it yet. But apparently Bill Belichick saw uh, had found, there was marijuana in Josh Gordon's locker room, and he got cut. You just, just just talk about the story and just, and just how sad that is, Silas. Um, well, I'll say a couple things. Uh, so let me say as a prerequisite, uh, I... It's all I do believe this is a college student. Um, I don't smoke, um, so I don't know what it's like for people who are going through that. Or um, but what I will say is this: Josh Gordon has a problem. Um, I, I I think his I think his drug issues, if I'm correct, go deeper than cannabis. Uh, don't quote me on that. Um, but if we're just talking about weed. I look at it like this. Um, first of all, it is absolutely sad 
because people say that weed's not addictive, yet you see these athletes consistently compromising millions of dollars and losing out on millions of dollars all because they can't stop smoking weed. So you tell me or not if it's addictive. Are you telling me something that you can't stop smoking isn't addictive, but yet you're willing to miss out on, on millions of dollars and playing out a dream of your life all because you can't stop doing this? I think that that sounds like it's something addictive, number one. And number two, um, the NFL is the biggest contradiction organization I have ever seen. Um, these suckers have the nerve to call out people who smoke weed and saying that that sets a bad example. Yet, you, one of your biggest advertisers is Bud Light and beer, which more terrible things happen to people when they are intoxicated rather than when they are high. That's just a fact. There are more long-lasting effects on Bud Light and drinking beers than there is weed and marijuana uh, as it pertains to our, our cannabis use. These are just facts. So um, I think they're talking about one part, but they're not indulging on the full piece. And in my opinion, that just comes off as very hypocritical. Now, Silas, I do want to ask you this question because Jarvis Landry made some uh, kind of some big news a little bit. Uh, he's talking about how the Browns, he's guaranteeing a win. The Browns are going to go into Foxborough, Sunday night football, and they're going to win. Silas, is, J is Jarvis Landry crazy for saying that? You know what, Jar Jarvis Landry isn't crazy. you got to remember where he's from. He's from Louisiana. And you know what? The way they play football down there, let's just keep it a buck. They always think that, right? Louisiana plays in football. They always think that they're going to win. So he didn't need to say this out loud. You know he was feeling it. And you could say it's bulletin board material, all that other stuff. First of all, do I think that they're going to win? Um, I hope so. I don't think they're going to, but I really hope that they beat the Patriots, so I'm rooting for them. But if I'm being completely objective, he didn't have to say it. It definitely makes you look bad in the media, right? Your, your team's already not living up to the expectations, albeit they were extremely high and for good reason. Um, but at the end of the day, um, I don't think he's insane for saying it. I think he's focused hard, which I don't see. We should never have a problem with that, considering that we always get mad when these... Um, when these athletes never open up to us, he opens up exactly how he feels, and then we condemn him for it. It's like, you know, I, 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 again, I just think we, we can't have it both ways. You can't say he's crazy out of, out of one side of your mouth and then out of the other side of your mouth say, why doesn't he ever speak up? Oh, he's very reserved. I'm not saying you're saying that. I'm saying, like, people in general who, who, who make that assertion. That's one. Um, uh, but with that being said, the real reason why Jarvis Landry is saying this is really simple. He's upset. He's frustrated. He recognizes the way in which his team's performing. He realizes that they fall two and five. It's very likely that they might not make the playoffs. And this game was also a team that was being uh, talked about about potentially going to the Super Bowl. There was early uh, betting favorites that came out that Baker Mayfield had the best betting odds to win the MVP. And obviously that's long gone. So there's uh, a consistent frustration in Cleveland right now. Um, they have a long history of losing, and so far it looks like that's continuing. Jarvis Landry has been a part of that, and that's frustrating. So uh, I think it was more of a frustration statement than it was him actually wanting to actually like buying into that. But I do think he spoke his heart. I do believe in his heart that he thinks that they're going to go in there and win. Now, my last question for you, Silas. 
49ers, they make a trade for... Uh, at first, actually, this is what happens. Patriots, they trade for Mohamed Sanu. Then the 49ers are kind of like a touche move. They get Emmanuel Sanders. And it, it has me thinking, like, you know what? It's kind of like game recognizes game. Like, And you've mentioned this, Silas. You know the people in your life who are a threat, the people in your life who you're worried about. And I think maybe... New England's like, how about we get Mom to new? Because we know the 49ers are probably on the market for a wide receiver. Then the 49ers are like, hey, crap. They already got Mom to new. Let's one-up them and get Emmanuel Sanders. Both these teams are undefeated. Do you think that we are heading towards a 49ers New England Patriots Super Bowl? No, no. The 49ers aren't making it to the Super Bowl. Um, it's important to look at who they have played. Um, I, I think right now the 49ers are just very, very hot, and I find it hard to believe that they'll be able to keep this up for an entire season. Let's remember, we're only through one half of the season. The season is very long. You know, there's only 16 games. Um, a lot can change within two, three, even four weeks. Um, so I don't know if I've seen the best uh, of the 49ers, as I said on your podcast before. I need to see more. I still think like the writing's on the table. Do I think that they're going to win the division? Absolutely. Do I think they could potentially get a wild card? Absolutely. But there's so many question marks about the 49ers. Uh, I have a question mark about their run game. Um, I have a question mark about the level of competition in which they have played. Um, I have I have question marks about how the, about the age of the team. Right? There, there's there, you know there's a lot of elders on that team. So I don't know you know. What is that going to? Is this team going to look the same in January when it's crunch time? There's a lot of questions that we need to answer. Um, so I still have the jury out on this team. I'm not sleeping on them. I have, I'm respecting them. I recognize that they are a threat. But in terms to put betting odds and betting money on that game, I just do not see it from the 49ers. I could potentially see the, Super, the Patriots going back to, to the Super Bowl if they make true change to their offense. Um, Tom Brady needs more weapons right now, and he, right now, he does not have it. Um, teams are making him move. They're making the pocket move. And I, you know, we've seen this. When Tom Brady has to step up in the pocket, he's great. When he has to move out of the pocket and throw on the run, he is not good at that. And that's what you want to make Tom Brady do. You want to get him uncomfortable. You want to send up uh, different packages. So what they're doing is they're blitzing him so much and because the corners aren't that good, pretty much, or because the wide receivers aren't that good on their team, pretty much teams can do what the Patriots do to them. Send blitzes and rely on the corners to play in man. Well, now people are doing that exact same thing to Tom Brady uh, because they're, they're believing that the blitz can get there before these receivers can get open because they're really not that good. And they'll take a check down to Sony Michelle all day. So... It, unless I see more receivers and a better running game out of the New England Patriots, I don't believe they're going to make it back as well. Now, what I will say is the Patriots do to bad teams what they're supposed to do. When you're a great team and you're facing a poor team, you don't give them hope, you end them, and you end them quick. You break their heart, you break their will early, that way you can rush late. And I expect nothing else out of a Patriot-led team by Bill Belichick and headed at quarterback by Tom Brady. But in terms of um, seeing this continue into the playoffs, the jury's still out because I haven't really seen them face any competition other than the Buffalo Bills. Now, Silas, actually, I do want to ask one more question before I let you go, Silas. Miles Garrett last week got punched in the face by a fan. 
Well, what would happen if if that if that if you were Miles Garrett in that situation? Fan flags him down for an autograph. You know, gets a quick little little, little one piece in, then runs away with the autograph. What would happen if that was Silas Garrison? Um, let's see. I would be wearing cleats, right? No, he was in his car. Apparently, he was in his car. Oh, he was in his car. Yes. Oh, I ran him over. Obviously, put that big truck in four, in four wheel, scratch the tires, run him over, catch a charge. Not hitting me. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Absolutely uh, not. You got me 50 shades of messed up. Thank you for coming on. Si- All right. <laughs> it's a good thing that you stopped me. It's a good thing that you stopped me. Yeah, it is. <laughs> thank you for coming on, Silas. I appreciate it. And once again, I want to thank Silas Garrison for coming on the show. And that's it for the 107th episode of Barbershop Sports Talk.